Hi everyone, it's Amber from The Sensible Mama. If you're tuning in on YouTube, hello, hi, good to see you. If you're on the podcast, I can't see you, but I'm glad to I'm glad to be in your ears today. Uh, my name is Amber. I'm the owner of TheSensibleMama.com. This is my YouTube channel, The Sensible Mama. I'm also the host of The Sensible Sessions podcast, which is now streaming on all major platforms. Uh, and today I'm really excited about this topic because this is something that I've been asked about just for years. Today we're going to be talking about starting a business uh, with a particular focus in the mommy kind of sector or retail in general. But most of the things I'm going to be sharing with you about today are things that you can be doing no matter what industry you want to go into, no matter what state you're in or whatever. If you're in the United States, most of these things are going to be relevant and needed in order for you to start your business. So before I jump into this, I just want to give you a quick word from our sponsor, thesensiblemama.com. The Sensible Mama is an online baby boutique for babies, toddlers, big kids, and moms. Our warehouse is located in Atlanta, Georgia, and we are mama-owned and mama-operated. Our website, thesensiblemama.com, is a place where you can find all of the best-known names in the industry researched by us. We are also the home of Limea Brand, which is a high-end line of diaper bags, sunglasses, and accessories designed by me with busy moms on the go in mind. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our Sensible Reward Program or apply for the affiliate program to start earning money either through cash back in the store or directly deposited to your bank account. Lastly, make sure you're following The Sensible Mama on Instagram to be ahead of the game for all store news and product launches. And with that said, let's get right back into today's content. We're going to talk about the five things that you have to do before you can even do like day one of business with your business. Um, I know that as you're getting started, and I'm going to get into my own journey in a minute, but I know that as you're getting started, there are a lot of things to be concerned about. There is, uh, do I have enough money? How much money does it take to get started? And that's not actually what I'm going to be getting into today. Um, you may be wondering how you're going to balance your life with your kids and also start a job. Those are all really important questions and things that you're going to have to think of on your own. But there are some things you can be doing to get you on the path to getting your business started while you figure that other stuff out. I'm about to tell you about a lot of procedural and administrative things that you have to do in order to just be able to do business in the United States. But don't worry, at the end of this podcast, I'm gonna tell you about a, uh, a tool that you can use, basically an, an agency that you can use that is affordable that will actually help you do all of this stuff. So the first thing that I wanna do is give you the vocabulary that you need and give you kind of just a basic understanding of what are like five, it's actually four things plus this agency I'm gonna to talk to you about that you really need to have so that as you get started, you know the language that you need to know, you know what you need and maybe what you don't need, and you feel a little bit more equipped to get started. So again, taking finances and time off the table, if we just look at the administrative stuff that you have to do to get started, the first thing that you're gonna have to do is pick a name for your business. So we're gonna assume you already know what you wanna do, you have an idea of who you wanna market it toward and all of that stuff, you need to pick a name. Um, and I have a few pointers about how to create that name and we're gonna go into that. You need to pick the name and you need to get the domain registered and you need to get the assets on all of the social media platforms that you wanna be on under that name. The first thing when it comes to picking a name, you want to make sure it is memorable, it is easy to spell, it is easy to pronounce, and it is easy to be abbreviated or shortened. 
I feel like a lot of times we have this kind of like inclination to make some kind of cutesy name with like, especially in the kids space, Toys R Us is one that comes to mind, like with the backwards R. Um, and granted by now, Toys R Us is so well known or had been so well known that the backwards R isn't really a problem. But sometimes we want to do these cutesy things like spell things in a different way than they are traditionally spelled. And I wanna go ahead and tell you don't do this. This is like, you're creating extra cognitive load for people who are trying to remember and search for your business. So spell things the way that they are, just the way that people would think to spell them. Does that make sense? I have one regret in the name of my store, and that is, and it's not even a regret really, it's just something that I have to deal with every time I'm on the phone, um, is when I spell out my, my business name, The Sensible Mama, I always have to say it's M-A-M-A, -M -A, not M-O-M-M-A, -M -M -A, not M-A-M-M-A, -M -M -A, whatever. It's not like it's a game stopper, but it's something I didn't think about when I chose that name. And I have missed emails before from like getting off the phone with an agency or a provider that I'm working with, and they say, all right, we're gonna send you the paperwork right now. And they send it to the sensible M-O-M-M-A, and I miss it. Is it a big deal? No, but it's just something to consider. You want a name that rolls off the tongue, Apple, Acme, like names like this that are just so easy to remember and easy to get off the tongue are always a good choice. And I personally think that it's important to have a name that is easily abbreviated. I love that the Sensible Mama is also known as TSM. It's just so easy. We can market stuff that way. We sign things like TSM staff, TSM team. It just brings a poppiness to the name um, that I really enjoy. So that's, that's something to think about as well. Once you've picked out that name, you're going to want to get the domain purchased for that. Whether you're doing a brick and mortar or an online store, it is good to have a website affiliated with your store. Um, and it's actually really easy to get the domain name purchased. You can go through like GoDaddy or Namecheap.com and places like that. They can help you purchase that domain name. You may find that the domain name that you want with .com at the end is taken. This may not necessarily, this is such an ugly side of, of this industry. Um, that may not necessarily mean that someone already owns a business under that name. There are people out there who go and snatch up nice sounding um, domain names in hopes that one day someone like you is going to name your business with that name and you're going to want that domain name. Um, this happened to us recently, actually. So we had announced the name of Limea Brand. <laughs> uh, and we didn't immediately go purchase the domain name. Someone went out and purchased the name Limea.com. Uh, and when we reached out to them to purchase it, they wanted over $100,000 for it. So there are people out there who do that stuff. Don't give in to those people. Um, you can always get alternative endings like .net or .io or things like that. There, there are alternatives. In my opinion, the best way to find out if someone actually has your business name or not, um, there you can look through like trademarks and things like that. That takes some time. And actually, when I talk about LegalZoom at the end of this, which is the agency that can help you with this stuff, they will be the ones who will make sure that no one else has trademarked your name that you're trying to use. But just a quick free way to go about doing this is just search on like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. See if there are people who have already claimed those handles, like handles that are associated with the business name that you want. Um, it's just a really quick, cheap, free and easy way. Cheap, free, whatever. It's an easy way for you to find out if someone already has that business name. Really quickly, just as a cognitive psychologist, I wanna point out, your logo can actually be more important than your name. 
the human brain can process images 60,000 times faster than they can process text. So selecting a logo as you are working on uh, getting your domain name and getting your brand name uh, decided upon is really important. You wanna make sure that you're not picking a logo that is hard to read, that the text is too small or is illegible. You don't wanna get a font that's like super swirly and hard to read. Just try to stay away from that stuff. Simple and elegant is going to be easier for people to read and that's always a good thing. So that's number one. Get your business name, get the domain, go ahead and go on all social media and claim that name as your handle for all the social media platforms that you wanna be on as well. Another thing that you're gonna to have to do is figure out the legal structure of your business. Which type of business structure you choose will determine the possibilities for your business and how it's gonna operate. There are lots of different business legal structures that you could use. Some of the most common ones are LLC, INC, and DBA, and I'm gonna break down some of those for you. I encourage you to really think hard about what kind of structure you want, what makes the most sense for your business, but I'm gonna go through just some of the key points for all of them. So I'm gonna start with an LLC. That's what my business is. We are the Sensible Mama LLC. Actually, we are Sensible Holdings doing business as the Sensible Mama, and I'll explain that uh, in a minute. So an LLC is a limited liability corporation, and one of the best things about an LLC is that you are not personally on the hook as the business owner for the business's liabilities. There's also a lot less risk on behalf of the business owner because an LLC only goes one level deep. This means that basically if there's ever any trouble, that business asset is the last thing to go. I'm gonna be honest, I'm waiting out a little bit outside of my comfort zone in terms of understanding the legal jargon here. The, the point is, and LegalZoom, which I'm gonna tell you about later, they can describe this more fully. I, I could try, but I don't wanna misspeak. Basically the idea is with an LLC, you have a lot of protection and coverage to keep you, you safe as a, as a person, as an entity yourself. One thing that is nice about an LLC is that you are not required to have a board of directors. Um, this is because as an LLC, you're actually not allowed to go public. An LLC cannot sell shares and give away stock and things like that. Um, and as a result, it's not required to have a board of directors. You're kind of seen as like the sole proprietor, I guess, and you're not beholden to that board of directors, which can be really nice when you have your own ideas about how you'd like to run your business, like me. <laughs> uh, you're taxed once or twice, but you do have like ongoing filings and things that you have to do in order to stay in compliance, which could be a downside for some folks. And something else to consider, I don't think this would be a problem for most of us, but it's an LLC is not recognized globally. You may end up being taxed as a corporation in other countries. For me and for what I do as a business owner who has employees and who is just perfectly happy being a privately held and owned business, LLC is what works great for me. The other alternative is to go the Inc route. This is like a corporation. There are several of these. One is S Corp and one is C Corp. Basically one is for smaller corporations and one is for bigger. Uh, the main difference in these two compared to an LLC is that you can have shareholders and stock owners and things like that. So if you ever plan on taking your business public one day, you might wanna go the INC route, um, but you are required to have a board of directors if you do that. And if that doesn't sound exciting to you, you might wanna go the LLC route. These corporations tend to be preferred by investors. So if you're hoping to take on uh, investment money down the road, that's just something to consider. You might be more successful getting um, investment money 
if you're a corp instead of uh, an LLC, and you're recognized internationally, which is really great. But again, one thing to really, really consider um, is that there are stricter rules uh, about like keeping records of meetings that you have. You have to do certain filings pertaining to your revenue and things like that. It's just stricter and you have less flexibility. Now the last thing that you can do, and I, th I think most people who are listening to this video won't find this relevant to them, but the other way of doing things is um, going in as a DBA. Um, this basically means doing business as. So to kind of go over the way my business is set up, we always kind of knew that we might be doing multiple businesses that would be owned by me. The Sensible Mama was the first one, but we thought about branching out into other areas and because of that, we created Sensible Holdings. It's a holdings company that will be the parent for all of the other businesses that we launch. So the Sensible Mama is actually Sensible Holdings doing business as the Sensible Mama. Limea brand, which is my brand of high-end diaper bags and accessories, is Sensible Holdings doing business as Limea brand. So I, really, I don't think unless you already have um, a, a company that you're running, I don't think DBA is going to be something that you're going to be interested in doing. But if you do think that one day you might want to own multiple businesses under the same umbrella, go ahead and create that like holdings company and then all of your other businesses can be that holdings company doing business as the other business name. Again, getting outside of my area of expertise here, but I'm just trying to share with you the things that I learned while I was going through this process. You're also going to need an EIN. This is an employer identification number. This also is sometimes called your tax ID number. You literally cannot do anything as a business until you have this. It is basically your business's social security number. It is the way that the government recognizes your business as its own entity that is separate from you. This tax ID number gives your business the name on government records like the IRS, um, filings and state permits and things like that. Um, so it's really important that you have that to ensure that everything is gonna run smoothly for you as you get your business started. I have found uh, over the course of my years of being in business, there have been some vendors that I've worked with who would have accepted my social security number as like proof that I'm a legitimate business, but I have always really appreciated having this tax ID number to share with them and not my social security number because I've done my best. As much as I am wed to the business from like a court of public opinion standpoint, like when people think of the sensible mama, they think of me because I have always been the face of my business. Legally, <laughs> I try to keep myself separate as a separate entity from that business with good reason. One of the next things that you're going to need to do is apply for business licenses and permits. And I'm going to tell you there were a bunch of those that we had to do to begin with. Uh, the state of Georgia had its own kind of permits and licenses that I had to get. We ended up domiciling the business um, also in a different state. So there became kind of a little bit that we had to do for the state that the business is operating out of. And then also some licensures and permits and things for where we are domiciled. Um, and those are things that can take a little bit of time. And this is why I mentioned at the beginning of the video, if you can start working on these things now, it doesn't really matter if you don't have a budget yet for making purchase orders or buying the supplies that you need. If you can go ahead and get the ball rolling on some of these things that you're really going to have to have done before you launch your business anyway, these take a few months to get going. I wanna say that we started applying for all of our permits and tax ID numbers and things like that in like June or July of 2016. 
when we decided to start the business and we were fully incorporated and had everything that we needed uh, on September 20th of 2016. So it does take a little bit of time. Uh, one thing that we in, in like the retail industry had to have is called a resale certificate. And I was shocked <laughs> when, we, when I started reaching out to brands to ask if we could be a, a, a certified retailer for them. That was the first thing that they wanted. They wanted our tax ID number and they wanted our resale certificate. And just to be really honest with you, if you're wanting to get into retail, whether it's in the baby space or apparel, jewelry, whatever that might be, um, it's not actually that hard to get in with these companies and become a retailer for them. Often it is as simple as going to their website and they will have a look for look for wholesale application. That's what that means. When you see on their website wholesale application, that means you want to be a retailer for them. Usually it's just a matter of filling out a quick form um, and you have you're, you're on your way to becoming approved as a retailer. So it's it's kind of important to understand quickly um, what things, what, what permits and licensures and certificates and things like that you'll need in your specific industry. Now, sometimes you learn that stuff on your feet <laughs> because even once I was fully incorporated, um, I, I'm not, I'm not 100% on this, but I'm pretty sure I did not have a resale certificate when I reached out to my first brand to work with, which was Jujubee. I'm pretty sure they sent me over an application packet that had a spot for me to include my resale certificate and then I had to go figure out how to get a hold of that. So you do learn a few things once you start reaching out to the brands you want to work with, which is important. Now, if you've listened to all of this so far, you may be thinking, Amber, that sounds great. Yes, I'd love to do that. I have no idea where to go to get started. <laughs> and that's why I want to share with you the, the last thing that I think is just so important if you want to start a business and that is LegalZoom. This is not sponsored in any way. I'm not getting any kind of kickback from this, but if you know me and you've spoken to me for a while, um, you know that I'm a, a pretty big fan of LegalZoom. The way that LegalZoom works is they assign a team of lawyers to you and um, they kind of work through figuring out everything that your business needs to get fully operational, to make sure that all of the administrative requirements are taken care of so that when you're ready to launch your business, there's no gotchas, there's no like, oh no, we, we're not in a position to be filing our taxes correctly or whatever that may be. LegalZoom for everything that they do for you is extremely affordable and I think if there was anything you're going to invest your money in as you begin your business, it's LegalZoom. You get a beautiful um, like leather bound binder of all of your um, just processing forms, just everything. It's all nice and organized for you. Everything's signed where it needs to be signed. Um, and they make sure that you are following all of the permits and all of the things that, um, that you need to have in order to smoothly operate your business. They're even able to do things uh, for you such as figuring out zoning permits where you live. So if you're planning on starting your business out of your home, and if you're like me, that's probably what you're doing. Um, I had to come to understand whether or not I was legally allowed to run my business out of my home starting out. LegalZoom was also pretty helpful in helping me understand as someone who was running a business out of my home, how I was able to take write-offs on my taxes for certain things. So I don't wanna misspeak, so I'm not gonna give exact numbers, but I learned things like you can write off this much square footage of your home. If you own that home, you can write off this much square footage as like office space or business operation space. Things like that that can actually help you save back a little bit of money towards your business. So I just highly, highly recommend LegalZoom. 
it is affordable and they really get things done super quickly and i think i get this question a lot like maybe not even it's a question it's more of just a person's state of mind of like i have this great idea for a business but i don't know where to go i don't have any experience so i don't know who do you contact to get a tax id number where do you go to get a resale certificate and these are things that if you've never done it before how would you know and often things like that aren't super easy to find on Google either. Just having a place like LegalZoom who has all of those connections, who knows who to contact, who to email, who you need to be uh, submitting forms to, and they do it on your behalf is just, it's awesome. So that is basically everything that I wanted to share with you today. Thank you for watching or for listening if you're on the podcast. I hope this was helpful to you. I, I'm thinking about doing more content like this because I'm just noticing, especially as the business becomes more successful, the questions that I get from people online tends to be these days less about motherhood and more about business. And so I'm feeling like as my life sort of transitions out of that new baby stage and I'm really focused on my career and my business right now, I feel like some of my customers are kind of following suit. So. If you want to see and hear more content related to starting a business and being an entrepreneur, let me know. I, I'm very, very passionate about this topic, so I'd love to talk about more. Love ya. Mean it always. And I'll see you in the next one.